the Sideline Dissident Podcast coming to you from YouTube and iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at the Brad Whitaker. I am the Brad Whitaker. New year, new Brad, new beard. I got a good one for you today. Uh, made some New Year's resolutions. It's good to be back with you. Uh, got my my goal of this new year is uh, on the podcast at least is to uh, to swear more and to uh, write less notes. Now I know what you're probably thinking, Brad. That sounds like you're just trying to be lazy, you lazy piece of shit. Well, no, I'm not because I took the liberty of watching some of my podcast on YouTube. By the way, go watch yourself on video. It's a ton of fun, especially listening to yourself. But I went and I uh, watched some of my stuff, and I said, I needs to sound more authentic. It needs to sound less like I'm reading off of a script. Uh, I did a couple podcasts on the road because I went on a road trip. Uh, what was it? I, I just got back a few days ago, went across the country. Uh, but And it sounded better because there weren't any notes. I was just kind of on the road reading what I have uh, so that's my New Year's resolution. Uh, by the way, I think New Year's resolutions are shit. You know, you hear people on Christmas that are saying, "Oh, I'm gonna wait till January 1st, and then I'm gonna start working out." And it's like, uh, if you actually meant it, you'd start today. Okay, uh, it, that's why New Year's resolutions don't work. Because if you set a date, if you put something off to tomorrow, if you don't start right away, you're probably not gonna do it, or at least do it consistently. Uh, but a lot to get to today. Uh, I'm gonna talk about the NFL. MVP race, Uh, I'm going to talk about who I think should win, and who I think is actually going to win, Uh, the person I think is going to win may surprise you, but if you actually know who I am, it won't surprise you at all, Uh, but first, uh, wildcard recap, Uh, four games this weekend, four blowouts, and of course everyone's freaking out, we need to get rid of the wild card round, it doesn't make sense, we had four shitty games, why should we go through this year after year? Well, people have uh, suffer from long term memory loss often in the sports media world, because uh, this wild card weekend all four favorites, all four home teams came out on top, but if you look back at last year, all four road teams came out on top. So I'm sorry, you can't have it both ways. Okay, you just can't. Some years, there's not going to be great playoff games. That's just the way it works. Uh, but NFL fans should be excited because we have four NFL uh, divisional round matchups next week, and three of those games are going to be great. I'm calling it right now. Three of those games are going to be tremendous. We all know that the Patriots-Texans game is going to be terrible. Uh considering those two teams played earlier in the season. The Patriots had their backups backup in the game, Jacoby Brissett, and they shut out the Texans. Now, I don't think it's going to be a shutout again. In fact, it'll probably be an even closer game. The Texans coaching staff knows the Patriots well, but they it's a terrible matchup. Patriots are 16-point favorites, I believe, according to Vegas. Uh, so that's going to be a blowout. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about the Texans-Raiders game very much. Uh, we knew it was going to be a shit show, and that's exactly what it was. Uh, Derek Carr wasn't out there, and it just, you know, everyone's saying Brock Osweiler. There's a lot of hope with Brock Osweiler. I'm sorry. He makes one out of every three throws is a good-looking throw, and the rest is either inaccurate, underthrown, overthrown, or he just makes the wrong read. 
Uh, as a Patriots fan, I am couldn't be happier to go against Brock Osweiler next Saturday. Um, in fact, I would prefer Brock Osweiler and the Houston Texans to the Oakland Raiders and their third-string quarterback. So I, I think that matchup worked out well for New England. Uh, what was the other game on Saturday? Oh, Detroit and Seattle. Uh, look, if you're a Detroit Lions fan, I would be very encouraged. Uh, they didn't even belong in the postseason. Uh, they got lucky because the Redskins lost in the last week, and uh, they kind of snuck in there after losing three straight. Uh, but the the difference between the Lions last year and the difference between the Lions this year was very incremental. I think that franchise is moving in the right direction. Uh, what we saw with Detroit is they were... Last year, they lost a lot of close games. You know, there were a lot of complaints about the Detroit Lions last season uh, because they didn't have a very good record. But uh, they were in a lot of close games, and they lost a lot of those games, or pretty much all of those games that were close. This year, they won those close games. And that's just the way the NFL works. The difference between 5-11 and 11 and 11-5 and 5 just isn't that much. It's about being able to win close games. And Detroit, again, they didn't belong in the postseason, and, you know, Matt Stafford hurt his finger, and that clearly didn't help for Detroit, but uh, even had Stafford been healthy, I don't. I still think that Lions team is a year away. Now, I've said this many times on this podcast, uh, I loved Calvin Megatron Johnson. He might be one of the best receivers to ever play in the NFL, but if you're an NFL franchise, you got to be careful about overpaying for receivers because it is just one of many options on the field. And everyone said, what's going to happen to the Lions now that Calvin Johnson is gone? Well, Detroit looked better. They, they're not better at the receiver position because Calvin Johnson is gone. They're not. They're, they're probably a worse team at the receiver position. But there's a salary cap in the NFL. This isn't Major League Baseball. And they, the Detroit Lions used that money elsewhere. Matthew Stafford got better protection this year. And with that protection, and with a, boost, a slightly boosted defense, and uh, inferior but not much worse receiving core, uh, you got to see what Matthew Stafford was really capable of. And uh, there's been a lot of comparisons between him and Aaron Rodgers. Stafford was kind of the big-name high school quarterback coming out, not uh, more so than Aaron Rodgers was. Uh, but Stafford, uh, you give him a solid offensive line. You build the pieces around him. The Lions are moving in the right direction. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a bye next year in the postseason. Now, of course, teams don't always stay on the upward trend in the NFL, and it's unpredictable from year to year. But if I were a Detroit Lions fan, I'd be very encouraged. And, uh, yes, your team didn't belong in the postseason. They snuck in uh, because the Redskins lost the last week of the season. But Detroit's moving in the right direction. I think they could be a top 2C in the NFC next season. I really think they're capable of that. Now, the Seattle Seahawks... uh, who, they're, they're matched up against the Atlanta Falcons next week. That'll be an interesting game because Atlanta's offense is incredible. Seattle's defense, I think, has taken a step back this season, but unlike what many are calling for, I don't think they should blow up that defense at the end of the offseason because they kind of have scraps as their offensive line. I think they could 
remove a piece or two from that defense and try to build up that O-line, because Russell Wilson just isn't getting the protection this year. And Pete Carroll's never prioritized his offensive line uh, the way he probably should in today's NFL. Uh, but I, that'll be an interesting matchup, because Atlanta's defense isn't great, so I think Russell Wilson is capable of having a great game. That offense has been inconsistent all season, uh, but they they match up well. I think they match up well to the Falcons, and uh, Atlanta's a good team, and I think they're definitely capable of making the Super Bowl, but that defense is middle of the pack to the bottom of the league, and, you know, I if Seattle can have, you know, hold them under 30 points, and Russell Wilson, who's been inconsistent, if he can outgun Matt Ryan, Seattle's capable of winning that game, and, and you know, Seattle's one of those teams like New England. They show up every week. Yeah, they always have a strong game plan. Uh, you know, they've had a couple of bad games. I mean, they lost the Rams earlier this season, but I think the Seahawks could be a good matchup for Atlanta. Uh, and they beat Detroit, obviously, uh, pretty well. Uh, Miami and Pittsburgh, a lot of people said going in, Miami was capable of beating the Steelers on the road because they actually beat Pittsburgh earlier this season. The difference is... Miami never plays well in January or December because, well, they play in Miami, and Pittsburgh's much healthier. Le'Veon Bell looks great. That offensive line is giving him the time. Uh, he's the most patient running back in the league, and uh, he's he's able to find the holes very quickly. Ben, Big Ben is healthy. Uh, I think he got a little bit hurt. He was in a walking boot after the game, but he should be back next week. Uh, Pittsburgh is the one team, I think, capable of going into Arrowhead and winning. So that, you know, had that been a Miami win, we would have the Houston Texans going into Kansas City. And instead of a shit show in New England, it would be an even bigger shit show in Arrowhead because I Foxborough is a tough environment to win a game, but I don't think there's any tougher environment in the NFL than Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, so I'm glad that we have Pittsburgh matching up against Kansas City next week. That's going to be a fun game. Looking forward to that one. And then finally, the game everyone's talking about. Really the only wild card game people were really looking forward to is the New York Giants and Green Bay Packers. Obviously the Giants lost because a few of their players went out partying on a boat with Justin Bieber. No, I don't think that's it. The optics aren't good. Don't get me wrong. Uh... You shouldn't go out and party a week before a playoff game, but that's not the reason they lost. That's not the reason Odell Beckham dropped those three passes he dropped. Um, Really, only two of those passes uh, were legitimate drops. One was a little bit over his head, uh, but that did make a difference. And, you know, Odell needs to make those plays. He's made those plays in the regular season. And if he cannot make those plays in the postseason, that would have been enough to make the difference. I mean, I don't know if New York would have won the game. And Green Bay, something about Aaron Rodgers and throwing those vertical Hail Marys. He throws them high up there, and somehow they always drop in his receiver's hands. And I, I just don't understand how defensive backs aren't looking up. Because they know what's coming, and and I don't want to take anything away from Aaron Rodgers. He had a great game. I've been critical of him this season, but uh, what he did last night was incredible. And, uh, you know, the Hail Mary was unbelievable, and there was that play where he scrambled around the pocket. Uh, He he didn't move around very much, uh, but his footwork was incredible, 
and uh, he found a receiver. His ability to extend plays is, there's never been a quarterback like him. You know, there's been mobile quarterbacks, but no one would consider Aaron Rodgers to be a mobile quarterback, but he moves around the pocket well. He extends plays when he needs to. Um, Again, I've been critical of him this season, and that's why I don't think he should win the MVP award, because he hasn't been consistent this season. He was great late in the year, Uh, but I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but it's it's a shame because, uh, you know, I as a Patriots fan, I was hoping for that New England-New York rematch in the Super Bowl. And I really think that the winner of that game, I, I said going in, the New York Giants-Packers game, the winner of that game could go to the Super Bowl. And uh, you'll see that because Green Bay, uh, they're capable of going into Dallas and winning. You know, I, I think Dallas... If they can control time of possession and keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, they're probably going to win that game. And that defense has improved week to week, but is it enough? We'll see. I'm I'm excited to see that game. Green Bay, Dallas next week. It should be a lot of fun. But let's let's not write off the wild card round. Uh, If there's anything we should do in the NFL, it isn't get rid of the wild card round. I think the wild card round has provided us with some enjoyable games. It's usually hit or miss, but, you know, it's the playoffs. That's just the way it works. You only get one game. This isn't the NBA or Major League Baseball where you have long series. Every You know, there's going to be a lot of blowouts in the playoffs. Uh, I think you should end the division format. I think that would help make things a little better. I think that would make the wild card and the divisional round matchups a little better. Uh, divide it. Maybe have two divisions two divisions in the uh, in each conference. So you have an East and the West in the AFC and an East and the West in the NFC. Uh, the division winners in the East and the West obviously uh, move on and get first-round buys, and then the then you have four wildcard teams, which could come out of any division. So potentially you could have one Eastern winner, a Western winner, and three wildcard teams coming out of the West if the East Division teams are inferior, or uh, their records are worse. Uh, And the same thing in uh, the other conference as well. I think that would be a good fix. Uh, And then you just don't have... I mean, the AFC South has been so bad for so long at this point. And uh, up until this year, you could have said the same thing about the NFC East. And uh, you you need better matchups. And we don't need the Houston Texans in the playoffs. We just don't. Alright, it doesn't help. They got lucky that Derek Carr wasn't playing. I think had Derek Carr been in that game, the Raiders would have moved on. Uh, But the Raiders are going to get blown out by the Patriots and because they don't belong in the divisional round. But because we have this weird division set up, we do end up with these first-round blowouts in the NFL playoff. And I I think it's time that we don't need a North, East, South, and West division in each conference. I think just an East and the West is probably the way to go, but, uh, you know, I'm not Roger Goodell. I don't run the NFL. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I think that would be a good fix. I really, really do. So I've been off for a little while. I haven't really had the chance to comment on 
the NFL MVP race. Um, let's just say this. In, in professional sports, the most valuable player is typically not the most valuable player. Uh, we know this in the NBA more so than any other uh, professional sport. Because uh, I think starting in his third year, LeBron James should have won MVP and won it every year since. I've said that many times on the podcast. I'm sticking to it. I like Stephen Curry. I like Kevin Durant. Uh, I'm not as big of a fan of Russell Westbrook or James Harden, but they are incredible players, and they should be considered uh, in the MVP race in the NBA. But let's face it. If you're starting a team from scratch, you're picking LeBron James. So if we're talking in the NFL, who should be the NFL MVP? I think it's obvious. I think at this point, you if you're arguing that Tom Brady shouldn't be at least a top two level NFL quarterback, then you're being incredibly dishonest. Tom Brady, what he's done is incredible, and I know he missed the first four games of the season, and the Patriots went 3-1 and one because of great coaching and because Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback than we thought he was. Still... That doesn't mean Brady losing one, uh, going 11 and one the rest of the season shouldn't count for something, All right? He's having an incredible year. Tw- what was it? 28, 29 touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, the best TD INT ratio of any quarterback in NFL history. And had he had a 16 game season, knowing the first four teams he would have played, I think the ratio would have been an even wider gap. Uh, so, you know, if I had, if I were an NFL writer and I had the vote, I would pick Tom Brady as my MVP. Now, do I think Tom Brady's going to win the MVP? Hell no. No chance in hell. I, I thought, you know, I, I thought a few weeks ago it was possible because, uh, you know, people like the storyline of Brady coming back from Deflategate and winning the MVP. But, I mean, I think he could get second or third in the voting, but he's not going to win. And here's why. Because I think there are three quarterbacks that have sort of... Well, two of them have flooded the headlines late in the season. And one should be considered, and you could, I could argue, deserves it more so than Brady. I'm not saying that's my opinion, but you could definitely argue it. And that's Derek Carr. Everyone seems to have forgotten about Derek Carr for some reason, because he got hurt the second to last week of the season. Now, I know you don't consider playoff games uh, when you're voting on the MVP, but if we're looking at Week 17 and the divisional round, and we're looking at the way the Oakland Raiders offense played, they have a great offensive line. That's why I said, if you have an offensive line like the Raiders have, maybe Derek Carr doesn't deserve MVP. I changed my mind very quickly once I saw what happened with Derek Carr not out there. It just wasn't the same offense. And as we've seen with Tom Brady, as we've seen with other great quarterback quarterbacks, being able to throw accurately and make good decisions and having the right instincts and being able to throw the ball downfield are important, but leadership is everything at the quarterback position, and I think that's something people overlook with Derek Carr is his leadership skills. And uh, I think if you're going to pick an MVP that's not Tom Brady... You should pick Derek Carr. 
That being said, I don't think Carr is going to win it because everyone's forgotten about him because he got hurt. And uh, Oakland started playing bad and immediately was dismissed from the playoff race even before they went into Houston for the divisional round. And it's too bad because I, I think what we saw, this progression we've seen from Derek Carr over the last few seasons has been incredible. And uh, I, if I had to bet money on who would win the MVP next season, I'm going to pick Derek Carr. And the Raiders are going to be a tough team to beat in the AFC next year because of it. And, you know, it's really too bad. Uh, again, as a Patriots fan, I'm happy that they have an easy path to at least the conference championship. I think Pittsburgh or Kansas City certainly could challenge them in Foxborough, but they're clearly the AFC favorite. Had Oakland gone into New England, it would be a little bit of a different story uh, because their O-line is great. Derek Carr is great at making uh, the right decisions, calling audibles. Uh, Latavius Murray, I don't think he's the greatest running back in the world, but he's benefited from that great offensive line. So, of course, everybody loves Latavius Murray, uh, the same way they sort of feel about Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott, who also should not be considered in this MVP race. Remember when uh, Sports Illustrated voted on Sportsman of the Year, I think uh, in 2004, and they didn't give it to one player, they gave it to Boston Red Sox fans. They said, that's the sportsman of the year, Boston Red Sox fans. Now, I thought that was kind of silly, but I think if, why can't we give the NFL MVP, nobody's going to give an offensive lineman the NFL MVP, but I think it's pretty safe to say that the Cowboys offensive line is the best unit in the NFL. So why can't we just give the MVP award to the Cowboys offensive line? I mean, that's the reason they've been winning all these games. That's the reason they went 14-2. and two. I mean, they, they should have gone 15-1, and one, but they kind of phoned it in the last week. Why can't we just give the O-line the MVP? If anyone deserves it, you know, I, I understand not voting for Brady because he missed the first four games. Patriots went 3-1. and one. Uh, But the Cowboys clearly are benefiting from that O-line more than anything else. And to say that Ezekiel Elliott deserves the MVP or Dak Prescott does, uh, I mean, neither is going to get it because they're going to steal votes away from each other. But let's, let's be honest here. That's the reason both those players are having a great season. It's not because of Prescott. I think Prescott's a great decision maker. I think he's great at... Uh, he's not great at throwing downfield. He kind of locks his front foot as Greg Cosell... Uh, likes uh, has told a lot of folks he does, he's not a great downfield thrower, but he's a great decision maker. He's conservative throwing the football. He knows when to scramble. Ezekiel Elliott, a lot like Le'Veon Bell, is patient at finding the holes in the O-line, but the timing is everything, and Dak Prescott's had a lot of time to throw the ball. He's benefited from great blocking uh, and some pretty great receivers and uh, a great tight end as well. Uh, so you can't give the MVP to them. Now, one player who I haven't mentioned yet, who I think will win the NFL MVP, because everyone's forgotten about Derek Carr, there's still bitterness towards Tom Brady, and uh, people aren't going to vote because he missed the first four games of the season, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott are going to steal votes away from each other. That leaves us with two quarterbacks that I think are capable of winning it. That is Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers. Now, I don't think Rodgers is going to win it, and I don't think he deserves to win it. 
I've been critical of Rodgers because he's not... I've, I've called him a chaos quarterback. Sometimes he doesn't go through the progression. He doesn't get rid of the football quickly. He likes to... Uh, scramble out of the pocket and extend plays and that's part of what makes him such a great quarterback but he isn't he doesn't really flow with the rhythm of the offense now of course if you've watched the Packers these last six seven weeks you'll realize that's just not true anymore he made some throws yesterday which he got rid of the football in three tenths of a second it was incredible uh so I I think Aaron Rodgers has fixed a lot of those problems that he had middle of the year uh, but because he had those problems, and because the Packers struggled so much during the early and middle portion of the season, I don't think Aaron Rodgers deserves the MVP, nor do I think he's, uh, the writers are going to vote for him for MVP. I think he could get second or third, but I don't I don't think he'll win it. Uh, that being said, Matt Ryan, I don't know if he should win it, but he should certainly be in the conversation. He's benefited from some great receivers, great running back, and... Uh, Probably the best offensive coordinator in the NFL. Kyle Shanahan, uh, I've, I've said, if there's anyone that should go to the LA Rams and fix that team up, it should be Kyle Shanahan. Of course, now that the Broncos job is open, I think if Shanahan goes to that organization, they're a Super Bowl contender right away. I mean, with that defense and Kyle Shanahan running the offense and making those decisions uh, as head coach, oh, God, that's going to be a tough team to beat. I really like Kyle Shanahan, especially if his dad, Mike Shanahan, kind of uh, moves to a consultant or a managerial role for the Broncos. If that happens, and we know Shanahan has a good relationship. He was there at the end of the LA years when they won those Super Bowls. If that happens, Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan team up and go to the Broncos. Oh, that's going to be a tough team to beat next year, and I would put them ahead of Oakland and New England as the AFC favorite, if that were to happen, even with their quarterback situation uh, with Paxton Lynch and, and Trevor Simeon. Uh, and, you know, they could bring Tony Romo into town. I think that might be a good fit if Shanahan goes to that team. So I, I think that's really been uh, the reason Matt Ryan has... Uh, I, I don't want to take anything away from Matt Ryan. I think he's... He's become a much better decision maker. I think his footwork is better than it's ever been. I've always said he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL, and his numbers back it up, and that's why I think people aren't going to vote for Rodgers because he hasn't been consistent. Brady missed the first four games, and there's still some bitterness toward the Patriots and Tom Brady. Derek Carr, uh, Derek Carr, everyone forgot. I think I might have mentioned that. Uh, Prescott, Elliott, taking votes away from each other, and we really know the reason the Cowboys are winning are because of that offensive line. Uh, so that leaves us with Matt Ryan, and that's who I think is going to win the NFL MVP. Do I? Is he my choice? No. I would probably put Matt Ryan at second or third and vote for Tom Brady because I, I when I look at, when I hear the term most valuable player, I'm going to pick the most valuable player, and... You know, I, every year is different, and statistics, people mainly go off of statistics, and that's why Russell Westbrook or James Harden is going to win the MVP in the NBA this year, not LeBron James, even though we all know if you're starting an NFL team from, an NBA team from scratch, you're going to pick LeBron James. If you're starting an NFL team from scratch, maybe you're not going to pick Tom Brady because of his age, but let's say you have one season, you're going to pick Tom Brady even right now who seems to get better with age. He's like a fine scotch, Tom Brady is. 
So, okay, that's it for my podcast. Uh, I'm going to stop saying amazing things about Tom Brady, at least for, you know, another week. Uh, It's going to be a... uh, (laughs) We got three great NFL games and then one really, really bad one that isn't even worth watching, unless you're a fan of either Houston or New England. So that's it for today's uh, Sideline Distant Podcast. Maybe I'll actually get to some NBA this week. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, I bid you adieu.